Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. And um, I had a revelation the other day that I wanted to share with you guys. I just wanted to, to get your reaction right away. I realized the other day why bills are, they suck so much, why people hate paying bills. Yeah, oh, I thought not... you were going to talk about like the Buffalo bills. No, no. Pe- like paper, like money that you have to mail away to other people, you know, bills. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't like the. I mean, I can I can say I don't like those. And I realized the other day it's because you never get a bill for anything fun. You know, your your bills are always like for the dentist or like you know the credit card or the doctor or um you never like a water bill, a p- electric bill. You never like get like oh, I got my carnival bill in the mail from the time I went to the carnival the other day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, as a, as a quick rebuttal, what about like Netflix? Or... Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that, but like, it still doesn't really feel like it's not a bill at that point, right? Like, yeah. bills are bad. Yeah, bills are bills are annoying. They're like for things you didn't want to spend money on in the first place. Well, I feel wait, like. well, wait a second, wait a second. If you buy like a trip to Peru, let's say, sure, and you pay for it on a credit card, and then you get hypothetically, that bill, hypothetically, yeah, hypothetically go to Peru, and then you get that bill for that credit card, isn't that not a bill for fun? Yeah, but it doesn't feel like it. It's not like you're like, oh, here's my Peru bill. It's like, oh, here's my credit card with all my other boring purchases and also my awesome trip to Peru. I know that was a perfect segue, but what about like a restaurant bill? (laughs) Chris, when's the last time you went to a restaurant and they were like, do you want to pay for it now or we can mail you a bill? So so Jerry Seinfeld has a bit about this where he always is shocked about, you know, getting the bill after you eat because you're like, well, I'm not hungry anymore. Why am I paying for this food? <laughs> On this episode of poorly quoting other people's stand-up, Todd tells us the bit Jerry Seinfeld did about the story of the bill. Correct. <laughs> I think he actually made an entire episode about it on his hit TV show, Seinfeld. Yeah. In case people didn't know that. But the same guy. Insert bass line here. <laughs> oh, man. But um, anyways, but no, in all seriousness, my I'm back from my trip to Peru. It was awesome. I had a great time hiking with all of my non-podcast friends. Did you get yeah. the bill for it yet? Um, I did. I paid the bill already. That was not that was the least fun part of the trip, I think. Nice. Yeah. The the most exciting part, I think, was and exciting is a relative word when uh, we found out after our second day that our four-day hike was turning into a three-day hike because our campsite the third day was washed away in a mudslide. So, oh, oh, well then. Yeah, we just had to do two days of hiking in one day. How how many how many miles of hiking was that? I don't remember. I think like twelve or thirteen. That sounds like it was awful. It was definitely exciting, but on the silver lining side, and talk about a serious silver lining, we got to Machu Picchu in the afternoon, which no one ever does. They kick all the tourists out at 5, and we just saw it at 5 o'clock. We got there at 5.15, so we had all the Machu Picchu to ourselves at the sunset, and we got to sleep in a bed in a hostel that night and use a real shower and everything the next day. So it was it was well worth hiking the extra miles to get there. Nice. No, that's, that's awesome. And I mean, I've seen your personal Instagram, and maybe we'll throw a picture or two up on yeah. ours, but I mean, the view was just... It was phenomenal. It was, it looked like one of those like it, uh, Dana actually said it looked like you were just photoshopped on top of <laughs> Machu Picchu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you zoom in on the background, you can see like three llamas and zero people. Yeah, it was crazy. It's really really cool. That's awesome. So, how far of a hike was the entire thing? Um, thirty miles. Oh wow, that's so. a lot less than than I thought the hike would be. I mean, I guess it's a mountain, so. It's not thirty miles tall, but yeah, thirty miles tall. No, it's thirty miles tall. <laughs> yeah, we, no, but like I, I, for some reason, I thought it was going to be like like I thought like he was going to say like fifty or sixty. Yeah, no, it was it was a manageable amount, but it was at elevation and was yeah over mountainous terrain. So we were definitely tired at the end of every day, especially that last combined day. We ended up having to wake up at three in the morning to start hiking, which was interesting to do in the dark, but we got to the top of a mountain pass right at sunrise and we had a view i think that was just as incredible as what we saw at machu picchu what the sunlight sunrise coming right over the mountains it was really awesome wow that's crazy now yeah 
Now, given that it was Machu Picchu, did you see any Pichus? Um, <laughs> like the Pokemon? I, th- I think that's the name of Pokemon. It is. Yeah, it is. It is the yeah. name of Pokemon. Um, that's very zero, good, Ted. Zero Pichus I saw, unfortunately. Oh, I feel oh, like you man. missed a couple Machus. I feel like you got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go back to my looking for my Pichus. Yeah, yeah. Um, go go get your Pichus, and then if you catch them, you have to make them very happy, and then they'll evolve into Pikachu. So there you go. Okay, there's a there's a tip. Pro tip right there. If you're if you're if you're hiking to Machu Picchu, there you go. You're welcome. Yeah, I like how they they had a Pikachu and a Raichu, and they're like, we need a worse version of this to put in the next generation of the game that you can't evolve in normal ways. Yeah, yeah, it has to be the worst way to evolve a Pokemon. Yeah. That's right. At me, Pokemon. <laughs> game freak, watch out. Yeah, I'm I'm after you. Oh man, no, but that's it. Looked like an awesome trip. Any other big takeaways or? Um, the food in Cusco was amazing. Um, Cusco was the city, it's like the closest city, the entrance basically to Machu Picchu. Okay. And they do a lot of, um, they had ceviche, which is like kind of raw fish cooked in lime juice. Um. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Ceviche was incredible. Um, they have a lot of great beef and potatoes and rice and just really good food. It was affordable. Like you go out, have really nice meals, with really nice cocktails and appetizers and it'd be like 25 bucks a person it was awesome now what would you say peruvian food is similar to um i know it's its own sound food, so. unusual but kind of like irish food because like i said they do have a very strong potato based um like potatoes are, are very popular there and like i said potatoes beef corn like you kind of see all those elements in like a uh, shepherd's pie with beef as opposed to lamb you know okay so very meat and potatoes type of culture um but it was really good, really good stuff. And I actually, for my drink tonight, I have the national drink of Peru, the Pisco Sour. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. I didn't uh, know they had a national drink. Do we have a national drink? Um, I think it's Budweiser. TMTM. <laughs> Budweiser, <laughs> Budweiser bought the license to America. <laughs> <laughs> didn't they change their name to America? Like on the cans? For like, like America, Jul- last July 4th, they did. Yeah. I think if any if we have a national beer, I think Budweiser claimed that title, willingly or not. I didn't know countries <laughs> had national drinks. Well, I don't know if it's an official drink. Pisco, the actual liqueur, is definitely the national um, beverage, I think. And the Pisco Sour is the most popular cocktail with it. So my Pisco Sour tonight is it's a mix of roughly proportional lime juice, simple syrup, Pisco, and then an egg white. Um, I think this is my first drink on the show that I'm going to feature with an egg white. Um, it's popular in like a gin fizz as well. Um, it adds a nice frothy head as I'll, I'll, you'll see on the Instagram and my co-hosts can see on the screen now. Mm. Um, it's almost, you know, when, have you ever, either of you ever made a meringue? No. Yes. Okay. So it's like you beat egg whites until you get the stiff peaks. Right, right, right. Oh, yep. I've done that, but I did that yep. with like. With like whipped chocolate cream. mousse or something or like, like that, cream. whipped cream. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that's called emulsification, I think, that process. So you want to do the same thing when you make a pisco sour. So you put all your ingredients in your shaker, and there's a couple ways you can do it. You can either dry shake it, which is when you just shake it with no ice in it, or what I like to do is put just like one of your freezer ice cubes in, like a small ice cube, and just shake it until the ice cube is completely gone, so you can't hear it anymore. And then you want to strain it over ice. And that's going to allow that egg to kind of get beaten, the egg white to get beaten and get that nice frothy, foamy uh, head without adding too much water. Is this just so just so I'm clear on this? this yeah, maybe ra- I didn't explain it that. This is a raw egg white. Yeah. Yeah. I've used... How would you drink, use a cooked one? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but I was just... You know, when I think of... Eat, I don't think of like ever eating a raw egg is like a healthy thing to do right but like you just said you do it with when you make cream and stuff that's with cream though right well so you I'm just, can use, I'm just curious yeah so you can use you know there is i think maybe a slim chance of salmonella what i did for this drink um is i bought the like egg white in a carton pasteurized egg whites okay um and i use that i'm told which i haven't verified for myself yet that using a real fresh egg white is better. You get a better um, consistency with that. But I haven't compared the two to verify yet. Okay. But if you are concerned about, you know, if you're like pregnant or something 
And if you're concerned about maybe, That's a weird concern for me. Yeah. If you're pregnant, <laughs> elderly, or a baby, and you're drinking Pisco Sours. <laughs> There's a bigger issue at hand. <laughs> yeah. Do your own research, folks. Um, <laughs> then maybe, yeah, stick with the pasteurized egg whites. Okay. Good to know. So I'm going to give this Pisco Sour, and keep in mind, I had a lot of really good ones when I was in Peru. This one doesn't quite compare to as good as they were. Um, if some of those were like four and a half quality, this is maybe a three seven five. Okay. Um, I also forgot that there's you t- you garnish it with three dashes of Angostura bitters. Um, I think those three are s- supposed to represent something, but nobody ever told me what that was. And it's always three. It's always three. Okay. From what I've seen. Very I, interesting. Just as a, an aside, the national drink of the U.S. is either coffee after the because. The Continental Congress declared coffee to be the national drink okay. after the Boston Tea Party, or bourbon like Kentucky whiskey, bourbon, yeah, or bourbon whiskey, depending on which website you go to. But it's one of those two. But I think I think your question was beer, wasn't it, or was it just drink? Just drink. I think if we had a beer, it would be Budweiser. But yeah, I could see. I don't see how we really get to the stake the claim on coffee. I mean, I probably th- think it yeah, was more just a, a, <laughs> yeah. I think it was like a middle finger to the British thing. Uh, oh, like screw you, you like tea? Well, guess what. We're drinking coffee, right. dumping all your tea into the harbor. <laughs> and we're going to open Dunkin' Donuts. It's going to be everywhere. Yeah, you're going to hate and it. And Starbucks. Don't, <laughs> don't forget about Starbucks. So I'll go next with my drink You're drinking coffee tonight, Ted? I, yeah, <laughs> just a big, giant, large cold brew from Dunkin' Donuts. It's a good thing you were recording this at uh, 12 a.m. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I am drinking a bourbon whiskey that came in my tasting pack from Flaviar. So hang on, hang on, hang on. I asked if you were drinking coffee and instead of saying no, I'm drinking the other beverage of America. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so here's the thing. So I don't actually really know if it's a bourbon whiskey or not. And if you let me Okay. So in the Flaviar box that if you guys are followers of our Instagram and saw the video, so I signed up for a liquor subscription service called Flaviar and they sent me a tasting box as a or a welcome box a couple months ago and i totally forgot about it until we um recently and i decided to bring one of them to the pod so with each tasting box they provide three different pours of liquor and they provide you with a bottle that says a b or c on it and they come with cards that say a b or c so on the back and what's on the front the front is supposed to tell you what you're supposed to be tasting. It's like the, the flavor oh. wheel. So whatever this liquor is, I'm supposed to get notes of roasted, toasted, banana, vanilla, honey, bread, slightly sweet, spicy, and dried fruit. Were roasted and toasted their own categories? Or was yes. that a roasted, toasted, banana? <laughs> no, no. Roasted, toasted were their own categories. Roasted, toasted, banana. A, for toasted, there's a picture of a toaster. <laughs> Well, this is exciting. Yeah. So Mystery I don't even drinks. know. I don't even know what this is. And I, there's a sticker that I'm supposed to look at that tells me what it is. So like I'm the big at, reveal. Yeah. So I'll look at the sticker Ooh. after I try it. This is this is this is big stuff. So I definitely smell the honey. Do you taste the toast. shot? And then there's the adjustment. adjustment. And here comes the enjoyment or the whatever savor. savor. Ah, savor. Yes. That's a, this you, is really good. He savored it, folks. He savored it. You know, I think that this little card helps a lot because I know what I'm trying to taste. Mm. I do get a lot of banana and a lot of honey. I don't get a lot of roasted and toasted. Uh, it's a roasted, toasted banana. And that doesn't <laughs> surprise me because banana is a very strong flavor. Yeah. Right. Just a little bit, I think, goes a long way. There's definitely some... I don't know I don't know how you can distinguish dried fruit from banana. Um, I think banana probably would overpower the dry fruit. There's definitely some spicy notes. This is pretty good. I'm going to say... It's definitely a bourbon of some type. I'm going to give this a 375, I think. Yeah, 375. USA. USA. <laughs> let, me, USA. <laughs> let me do the little reveal here and figure out what the what it was. It's going to be like a, like a scotch or something stupid like that. This is a vodka? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this, this was Breckenridge bourbon. Okay. From Colorado. Yeah, Breckenridge, Colorado. Breckenridge, oh, nice. Colorado. This is, this is really good. 375, that's what I'm... That's what I'm giving it. That's pretty good. You've given us your score out of five. What would you pay for a bottle of this? That's a good one, too. I don't know. That's uh, I'd say somewhere between 25 to 35. For a 750 milliliter bottle? 
Yeah. Are you going to check to see how much it is? Yeah, that's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I'll do the research for you as well going to, to my app, to the Flaviar app. Total Wine has it for fifty seven ninety nine. Okay. Well, that's, that's in well Spok- That's in Spokane. I mean, it's it's very smooth. So I'll say I'll say it's. I mean, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to buy it for fifty something dollars because I've that's fair. Think I've had better better bourbon, but this one's not like if I saw it out at a bar, I'd probably buy it. Okay, nice. That's good. Yeah. So yeah. So I don't know if I'd buy, pay that, but Chris, what are you drinking? So I'm drinking the only beer of the podcast, which is this beautiful blue can Ooh, called Cloudy cool. and Cumbersome. It's a New England style IPA from Levante Brewing Company. Where's that out of? It's out of Westchester, PA. Oh, I thought you were going to say Levante, North Carolina. No, Westchester, PA, which is right outside of Philly. Um, So this was sent to me from friend of the pod, L, who is sip on what at sip on what on Instagram. Okay. So you should go, should go check her out. I don't have a glass right now because I'm a Neanderthal, apparently. So I'm going to just drink it right out of the can. Now, I think Tud and I each are legally owners of a third of that can. Yeah, I got to say, yeah. L, I'm a little disappointed that I didn't get my own beer package in the mail. No, no, no. She don't don't give her grief. You can just you can give me grief. I can live with the grief. <laughs> I think instead of giving you grief, I just want a third of the can. That's not that much to ask. Yeah, Here, I'll just pour it all over the computer right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, I actually poured some out. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> so I, I think uh, I mean how, I mean I think you should send us a third of the beer ship or or one of you can take over the Instagram. Either way, <laughs> either way, it's fine. I guess that's fair. I think Chris has earned. Chris has earned the the this beer shipment because he does all the Instagram work, including setting up our contest. Now that we have a thousand followers. Woo! Yes. Stay tuned for details. So, smelling this beer, I get a lot of dankness, which mm. is kind of interesting. I was really Not hoping what I, you were going to pop it in your face. No, no, no. It's good so a lot of dankness coming off this beer right now which is not what i'm used to i guess when i drink a new england style ipa but let's uh let's give it a shot and see how it is so it looks like he enjoys it a little bit i i mean it's beer so it's probably really good yeah i mean it's good (laughs) that's the tud cleo insight we have today (laughs) it looks like he enjoys it It because it's beer beer. yeah (laughs) it's good i don't know if i'd really say it's an straight up New England style IPA because it definitely tastes more dank. I don't get as much like citrus juicy juiciness out of it. And unfortunately I can't see the color because it's in the can, but it's not bad. This is my first Levante beer. So I see L post these pictures all the time of these Levante cans because they look really cool. And I was like talking to her and I was like, man, that Levante place looks good. And she's like, Oh, I'm, I can send some beer out. So that's how I got this fun, fun fact, but um, pretty good. Pretty good, but not a New England IPA. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you're completely sold on this beer. It's good. No. It's a beer, but. It's it's good. It's it's not anything. I probably wouldn't go out of my way to get it again. Uh, towards the end, I don't really, I get a, I get bitter up front and like, then like some dankness and maybe towards the end, like a little bit of like a juicier aftertaste, but not anything that is like, you know, one of those citrus bombs that we're used to. Okay. But not a bad beer. I'd give it a, you know what, I'm going to give it a three and a quarter. Okay. So okay. I, would, I wouldn't go out of my way to get it again, uh, but I'm glad to have had it. I think it, that's, that tracks with what a three and a quarter means for me. Would you order it out at a bar? Probably not. Yeah. I feel Honestly. like that's what, yeah. Chris unless, unless it was like one of the only craft beers that was on tap versus a lineup of non-craft beers. So okay. let me get this straight. You're saying you would rather order a beer that was a three and a half or three seven five over a beer that's a three and a quarter? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if that was a trick question. <laughs> um, but um, it's so, uh, also five point nine percent alcohol. Just so. okay. So Chris, why don't you have any glasses to pour your beer into? Uh, because they're all in a bunch of boxes, and I don't know where they are. <laughs> why are they all in a bunch of boxes, Chris? Uh, so, because he put them there clearly, <laughs> yeah. Duh. Uh, so, recording <laughs> this, I, right again. <laughs> so, with, 
the day that we're recording this, I actually just showed up at my new uh, home about three and a half hours ago. So I oh, am surrounded by a mountain of totes and boxes and chairs and blankets. Wow. And I can't see what you're looking at, but I can see you looking up, which is daunting <laughs> to me. <laughs> Oh, he was not kidding, folks. <laughs> There's literally a mountain of totes. Tote mountain is what he's staring at. Yeah, so um, finally we were able to – I've been working in North Carolina and actually commuting back and forth for the last two weeks. And we were able to secure this place and we actually are moving in today, which is nice. And it is like – it's 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 very big. It's very nice. And it's very quiet, which is nice because – my house in Tennessee was not this quiet. Like it, it reminds me of like Ross Hill Road. Okay, in in Lisbon, you know, your neighbors your neighbors aren't too far away, at least generally. But you can go outside, and there's like woods. It's really nice. So, I mean, that I mean, it's been three and a half hours. So basically, <laughs> I've been I've been here my home entire life. Home. Yeah, you've yeah. you've learned everything there is to know about <laughs> that That's road right. right now. Exactly. Yep. Good old Statesville, North Carolina. I've been here for so long. For a house but. that you spent less time in than most hotel rooms you've slept in. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. But I'm excited. I'm excited because I don't have to drive back and forth to Tennessee anymore because that drive is getting old fast. So Yeah, so you sold your house? Yep, yep. So Congratulations. It, yeah, um, we uh, close on the 18th of April. So, you know, one more mortgage payment. And then, then just rent payments, so that's fine. Yeah. Well, so I right now you you're, like, you're paying you, du- you're paying double. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you seemed what, you seemed like stressed out about how everything was going to go. It sounds like things have been going pretty smoothly with your move, so I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, we got really lucky, and I mean, everything worked out, so I'm pretty excited about it. And we didn't have to like get a apartment or anything, which would be which would have been bad because I don't know where we would have had to sell cj or something (laughs) tote mountain would have turned into tote fort (laughs) we we could have we we could build our own place out of the totes that we just made an igloo out of totes (laughs) (laughs) this is where we live now yeah we built an addition on the side of our apartment with totes Uh, but i am not the only person on this podcast it's been a busy couple weeks for the podcast yeah, I'm not the only person to have moved in the last couple of weeks. Ober, where'd you move to? <laughs> Machu Picchu. Duh. Yeah. Oh, duh. We just talked about it. No, so um, I also have relocated within the same state, though. I did not move to anywhere cool. I just kind of moved closer to Hartford, Connecticut than the middle of nowhere. And closer to a brewery. Closer to a brewery. Um, You could also say that you know, the brewery the brewery and I share the same building at this point. Okay. Um, Tud's moved into the brewery. <laughs> moved yeah. into the brewery. No, in all honesty, the brewery is... I can hear the fermenting in the background. Can you turn the fermenting down? No joke, at a full sprint, I think I could be at the brewery in three seconds. It's literally that close. It's up a hill, and it's that's it. And the hill is about the size of my desk. So I don't even know if you call it a hill. I would not. No. Um, I've been there many, many times since we've been here. Hashtag uh, keto has... It's been bad for this week. Hashtag R.I.P. Keto. No, we're going back <laughs> on it. Um, but yeah, so I moved to Manchester, we need, Connecticut. We need a new vowel between somewhere between Tud Fit and Tud Fat. We need <laughs> Tud F question mark T. It's not that many. <laughs> yeah. No, I think just putting in a question mark is what is what we're doing. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tud Fit. <laughs> so so i do feel your pain with the tote mountain um we moved from a house to an apartment and we realized that through the course of living in a house you tend to gain stuff um to fill that house and now that we have a two-bedroom apartment that stuff doesn't fit anymore so we have an entire bedroom that is just boxes um can't can't walk in it can't do anything (laughs) can't shut the door it's just, just just boxes. You just, basically converted your two bedroom apartment into a one bedroom apartment with a storage unit. Correct. We also <laughs> keep in mind we also have a storage unit. Oh man! Yeah, we also have a storage unit that's completely full. Well, at least 
Well, that sucks. <laughs> I don't know. What to, I don't even know what to tell. I don't even want to say that. We we learned that we probably need to th- throw some stuff away, but at the same time, we do hope to buy a house. So yeah, you need you need a place where you can keep all your growlers, Todd. You Actually, need a growler left, room. I I left those behind at Ben's house on accident. And accident. Yeah, we've all done that before. <laughs> and he texted me, and he was like, "Do you want all your growlers?" And I was like, "No, just just throw them out." So it's your problem now. So therein lies all. <laughs> All the growlers are gone. Wow, that's a lot of growlers. That's probably that's probably like hundreds of dollars of growlers. Yeah, I only have the growlers that I had in my vehicles now. I figure I'll just if I need more growlers than that, then I shouldn't be buying any more beer. <laughs> I'm glad you're taking your new beer resolution that much to heart, Todd. Yeah, yeah. I guess that is a good point. I mean, really, how often do you buy more than what two growlers? Right, like beer? two growlers, and that's it. I mean, yeah. I where where are you keep, going where you need five? <laughs> I always keep my thirty-two ounce growler in my car, and I have my sixty-four ounce growler at the ready for wherever I'm going to go somewhere. But you never know. Like sometimes you end up accidentally at a brewery. You like take a left and then a right, and you're like, "Wait a minute, how did I? Oh, I'm at a brewery. What? Oh, what's going on? I have a full growler now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've, all, have, we've all been there. I have yep. two stainless steel growlers that sit in the trunk of my car that are sixty-four ounces. Plus, I have one. 32 ounce growler in my trunk as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, that was a, a tough decision for me. I mean, a tough decision to keep them, I guess, is, is what I wanted to say. But I was packing up and I was like, oh man, I got this whole box of growlers and my truck was already getting full. And I was like, we can fit them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, this, this brings up an important question. Maybe not important, but insightful question. Todd, you kept your, your two, Stainless steel growlers, obviously, because they're high quality and the stainless steel reusable ones. Um, when I moved out here, I had uh important decision on what growlers to keep and what to leave behind. And the only growler I brought from New England out here was my Fiddlehead 32-ounce growler. And I bought a Bonsai one as soon as I got here. But what growlers did you guys take and what, which ones made the cut which ones didn't and why? I, I can easily answer this because I went through this thought process. Right. Besides the stainless steel ones, the ones that are in Caitlin's vehicle are treehouse growlers because in Massachusetts, they have a they used to have a law, and I don't know if it's still a law or not, but treehouse doesn't fill growlers anymore. But they had a law where you could only fill the growlers from the brewery where you were getting the beer from. Wasn't that so stupid? Or like they had to put a sticker on it or something? It was weird. Right. So just because of that, because... For all we know, Treehouse could eventually start filling growlers again, and that could be their rule. Those are the growlers we hung on to, just in case. How about you, Chris? So, I kept all mine. How many did you have? Um, Probably a dozen, maybe, something like that. Uh, I do have a couple stainless ones that were gifts, and I have one that was, like, monogrammed that was a wedding present. So, I mean, I kept that one. That's but- a really good wedding present. Yeah, it was it was it was like a whole glass set. It was like a growler and then like a bunch of like different beer glasses. But another thing that I was thinking about is like like breweries that mean a lot to me. Like Ted said Treehouse because of their Massachusetts dumb growler law, but like Fox Farms, I probably would never get rid of because yeah. no, number one they're pretty interesting. Yeah, it's not a not, unique growler. Yeah, it's a unique it's a, a unique looking growler and I probably wouldn't get rid of it just cuz I love Fox Farm. No, there's definitely a few that I could have gotten rid of, but they were all in one box. So I was like, eh, fuck it. Just put it in a truck. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, that's why I got Bonsai, because they were literally part of the reason, that brewery's part of the reason I moved to Whitefish, because I was like, I love their beer. It's a cool town. That's part of what made me fall in love with this town, is that brewery. So that's why I was like, you know what? I got to rep them, Growler. It's yeah. always nice to have, like, that one brewery that, you know, is, like, your mainstay. Like, for me, in Clarksville, for example was Tennessee Valley. I love Tennessee Valley. Where everybody and knows your name. Everybody everybody knows my name. Yeah. So and there was there was a handful of other ones like but I, I just really enjoyed that place. And that was like when I came down for my interview, I think much like you and Bonsai, that was the place I went and I was like, hmm, this beer is really good. <laughs> yeah. Like I could move here. They have good yeah. beer. And I'm excited to do that with some Statesville breweries, which I've already been to a few, but Labyrinth is starting to know our name. Nice. I'm surprised. Yeah, I'm surprised it took that long. Are you it's already on the waiting list for a it's mug? Been, it's been less than a week. Oh, I guess it has been, huh? Yeah. Um, am I on a waiting? No, they don't have a waiting list. I just have to go in there on June 1st and ask if they have any openings. So I have to be here. I have to be at the brewery at the time of opening, which is 3 p.m. Nice. So, Very cool. So well, I'm, glad, 
I sound sick on June 1st. So, Ted, you know when your bachelor party is, right? Is it June 1st? No. Okay. Do you know that? <laughs> Do you know the date? Yeah. I know that it's been switched around, so no. I don't, couldn't tell you with any certainty what day it is. Okay, well, I won't reveal anything other than I'll say, don't worry about the bachelor party interfering with that, because there was a chance that it would have. Yes, it would have been there sad. was a chance. There was a chance. That was like the runner-up weekend. Yep. Okay. But yeah. I'm glad we're not getting in the way of you getting your mug at Labyrinth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. The bachelor party week is going to be interesting. That's going to be fun. I know. I'm yeah. really excited about it because it's going to be the first time the three of us are in the same place since... Starting the, the podcast. S- no, since we moved you. To Tennessee. Oh, yeah. 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 Tennessee. Oh, yeah. That, duh. Duh. Yeah, that's right. The Which last time I saw Ober, time. he was... Last time I saw Ober, I think he was drunk. Wow. You'll have you to were, be way more specific. You were, you were sleep, yeah. <laughs> You were sleeping on Chris's couch, hung over as shit. Or, I mean, still drunk at that point, from being in Nashville. Right. That's the last time I saw you. I think you're right. You know what I think my million-dollar product is going to be? I think I've discovered. I'm going to make. I'm going to sell a 65-ounce growler. Because, like, who wouldn't buy a 65-ounce growler? And then you're going to take the breweries, and they're going to fill it up and charge you for 64 ounces. I mean, they already fill my 64-ounce growler up above the line. Right. Well, this is going to be one ounce bigger than that one. <laughs> it's one ounce more of beer. Right. True. Mm. I was just saying this earlier today that I don't understand why they don't sell, they sell 16-ounce glasses. Why don't they sell 17-ounce glasses? That way it fits my 16-ounce beer plus the head. The head. Perfectly fine. So, friend of the podcast, poor character, does sell... 18 ounce glasses, which is what my two two of my three Pokemon glasses are. So just oh, throwing it out there. That's cool. So that's even extra room. Uh, even extra room. Yeah, that's, you get that's a nice room big, for the that's room for the Holy Ghost. Yeah, nice, nice big, nice big <laughs> frothy head on there. So yeah, but so okay, if you're it. ever if you're ever jealous, looking at the Instagram at my Hoppasaur and Hopbander, head over to Poor Character. They're great, great friends of the pod. I am pretty jealous, actually. Head over to Poor Character. I wonder. So if that's can... going to be our company. We're going to sell. 33-ounce, 65-ounce growlers, and they're going to sell 17-ounce glasses that yes. may or may not have Pokemon on them. What I what I want is a tulip, like, the every, I mean, the three of us know, like, the 16-ounce tulip glass. Right. With, Just with, with like, extra. that much glass on top. Touch showing about one inch on his yeah, fingers. About, about an inch of glass on top of the tulip that makes it still a tulip, but, like, a long tulip. Yeah. Yeah, so, th- actually, not poor character related. Uh at harpoon a couple years ago i bought a i don't know if it might have been 17 ounces but they have a tulip glass that they sell that is larger than 16 ounces just barely and for the longest time it was like my favorite drinking glass because because of that reason i could just nonchalantly pour a beer in and not have to worry about it being like oh it's gonna overflow and this that and the other thing so just another pro tip for anybody in vermont and massachusetts yeah it's good no, I feel like we all have those beer glasses that we go back to because even though I have a whole cabinet full of glassware, there's definitely the same one. It's like, you know, having your favorite pair of underwear, like when your laundry's done, you always go to the same pair first. How does you this podcast what I'm about? always become about underwear in some way, shape, or form? <laughs> <laughs> well, because we're that close friends that we can talk about our inter- underwear. Yeah, this podcast is like a good pair of underwear. Yeah, it really is. It's like you would notice if it went away, but it's just such so comfortable that it just feels like it's always been with you. Yeah, I, I do the same <laughs> thing. I, okay, you're like, let's just move on from that. <laughs> oh, me? Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Oh, no, I was going to say, I was about to talk about my undies for a minute. But oh, like, <laughs> no, but he's right. Like, I wear probably the same eight pairs of me undies just. You know, as soon as they get washed, I... Even though you have, like, a dozen pairs of underwear, at least. Right. Even though I have a lot of them. <laughs> it's it's when I know... When I reach into the drawer and pull out, like, the pair that I'm not... I don't use that often. I'm like, oh, man. I have to do That's laundry. Time to do laundry. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the same thing with me and glassware. Like, you have those couple glasses that always make it to the... It's time to, the to do the dishes. Like, this is... A, oh, saving this glass for a good beer, you know? Down when you moved over, did you purge glassware too? Because we I did. did. Yeah, yeah. Sadly, I mean, I I had a lot of glasses. You know, some people have coffee mugs. Not me. I have two coffee mugs. I have a oh, bunch God. of glassware. We we had that same issue where Caitlin has a shit ton of coffee mugs, but I rival her with beer glasses. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I feel like you you don't 
even if it's just like, oh, I got this p- p- glass at a brewery that was giving them away for free, eventually they, they hold a special place in your heart after using them for so long. Right. And that, yeah, that's the toughest part. Like when we were cleaning out glasses and it would be like, okay, what about this glass? And they were glasses that were like wrapped up, like we hadn't used them in like a year. But I was like, well, I can't get rid of that one because I got yeah. that at this beer fest five years ago or yeah. whatever. And I was like, it was my first beer fest, or whatever. <laughs> um, we kept a few. I mean, you know, we kept uh, some fat orange cat glasses and. You know, a couple other like harpoon tasters and things of that nature, but a lot of them did go the way of the dinosaurs. Yeah, hashtag moving is hard. Oh, moving is the worst. <laughs> never move, people. Never move. That's my goal. Right. Yeah. Hashtag never move. If I could move. die in this condo, I think I'd be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd get to the pearly gates and be like, oh, man, I can't believe I'm dead already, but I'd never had to move again. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's the that's the dream right there. Like, yeah. Like, we're already talking about, like, oh, we'll buy a house in a year or something like that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, God, for you, no. it's like, it's like, you know, just hanging over you. You know, you have another move coming. We, Everything I you know. unpack, it's like, that just has to get packed up again. We just yeah. did a six month lease, and I'm like, oh, boy, that's twice in 2019 alone. No, yeah. nope, 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 nope. I'm hoping that the owner of this house, like, wants to sell it or dies. And leaves it to me. I don't know why he'd leave it to me, but I want I want that. And dies under mysterious <laughs> circumstances. Hey, could you could you sign this will real quick? Okay, yeah. now you're now you're dead. Yeah, right, Chris, it sounds like you get the house and all of the family jewels. Interesting. <laughs> they should never listen to this podcast. Yeah. Oh man. <gasps> We're currently being played in a court exhibit right now for proof of proof of will fraud. Hi, Judge. <laughs> Hi, Judge Judy. I assume Judge Judy, but yeah, she's like the one, the one. She's judge. the one, the one judge. Uh, who do you think has more power, Supreme Court Justice or Judge Judy? That's a good question. I mean, I bet you more people know Judge Judy's name than most Supreme Court justices. It's, t- it's time for Obert to tell us why. Why the the, the thing that makes sense actually is the real why thing. the fun question is actually boring. <laughs> Oh, man. On this week on how courts work. Now, what is the news? So I have an article here that I assume that you guys have already seen by now. Did you hear about this? PBR is going to make whiskey. Yes. yes, yes, I did. I saw that. Yes, yeah. So Pabst Blue Ribbon, you know the beer that that hipsters drink, and honestly, I think it's pretty all right. They, it's, you know, for for a cheap beer, it's not bad. Chris and I used to throw them back. Bowling, it tastes yeah, just like Bud Light and Coors Light and Miller Light and pick a light. I think it's a little better. I don't even think it is a light beer. I think it's more of like a Budweiser than a Budweiser, than a Coors, Bud Light, Miller. Yeah, but um, but because it's PBR and because they have to do things like PBR way, they this is going to be barrel aged for five seconds, <laughs> which is I guess the gimmick that they're going for here. <laughs> That's awesome. Does yeah. that just mean it like runs through a barrel? Like, how does it even work? I, I, I don't know. I think I would love to see a video of this in action. It's just like through like a barrel sluice. They just they just pass the whiskey through. So but is I it going to be very? It's going to be extremely sweet then. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I like think sugar the idea, water. The idea is that it's going to be. They are marketing it as the perfect beer in a shot whiskey to complement your pbr um but in order for it to be legally called whiskey they have to age it and so that's why they decided that they were gonna they wanted to age it for zero seconds at all not even put it in barrels but uh in order to legally call it whiskey it has to be aged so they said you know what i'm gonna age it for five seconds that's ridiculous yeah that's gonna be incredibly sweet and i mean i'd try it if it was in front of me i don't know if i'd seek it out Yeah. Well, so let me read you a quote from this article from Esquire.com. They say that, um, you know, the goal was to create a whiskey with no aging. I feel like in whiskey, there's this superiority complex where, you know, the only good whiskey is aged, but that doesn't apply to every other spirit like rum, for example. Aged whiskey is not what what Jacob, who I think was the the PBR founder, not what Jacob would have done. So let's make a killer off-the-still liquid. But then they said, if you're going to do that, it has to be called moonshine. So that's why they said, you know, I'm not calling it moonshine. It's not that. It's a crafted whiskey. 
they're like, you need to age it. I go, for how long? And they went, no determined amount of time. If it touches wood, it's a whiskey. We literally <laughs> aged it in a barrel for five seconds. So we have the ability to call it what it is, which is a whiskey. So, I I mean, I guess moonshine is not overly sweet. So it's not going to taste like sugar water then. If it's if it's going to be like moonshine, it's going to be it's gonna be rough. Yeah. Well, and to answer your question here, Chris, it says, there's a barrel setup and the flow rate set for the speed at which the whiskey flows through it. It has five contact seconds with the barrel, and it comes out the other side, and we bottle it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Man. So we'll all be keeping our ears to the ground, looking out for PBR, face your beers, whiskey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. I think that's something that we'll see eventually in the podcast. And props on them for marketing this, because uh, you said you heard about this, Chris. Yeah, I think I saw – I think because – uh, we do this podcast. Google is like, oh, you're you an like alcoholic. To- <laughs> <laughs> so it you're like tells me all this like fun PBR stuff. But that's really, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I didn't read the whole article, so I'm glad that you did for me because reading is hard. But uh, that's, I don't know. That's crazy. I yeah. Mean, and we'll put a link in the show notes to this Esquire.com article, PBR Whiskey Five Seconds Interview. If any uh, of our listeners see it. Let us know so we can go out and chase it down. Yeah, I don't think it's quite in stores yet, but um, I think when we when we see it, we'll be right on. We'll all be on top of that. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep I'll keep an eye out for it too. Be be fun. But I think, guys, it's time to go to the handles, right? I think we're there. Sadly, it's time to say goodbye, but not yet. Yeah, first not we, yet. First, we leave our our listeners with our frosty mug of wisdom, topped off freshly for them to enjoy. Yes, yes. So it's been a while. I mean, we've it's been what a couple of weeks. Obert dominated Peru. Tud and I both moved. So yeah. Yep. People people have been wanting their handles. I mean, they still get them, but you know, I want the handles too. So, <laughs> so who's got who's got first handle tonight? I'll go first, and this this handle will benefit both of you guys. But it sounds like it would have benefited Chris if I would have told him this, you know, three weeks ago. It's a blockbuster video rental card. No, it's freemovers.com. So so my handle is movers, just in general, movers. They are the greatest thing known to man. Um, They just come in, they pick up the boxes that you packed yourself, and they put them on a truck and they move them. Or they come in and they pack your your stuff for you and then even move them. Movers is my handle. It is the greatest thing. Chris, I'm sorry. I feel like I let you down by not telling you this handle beforehand, but... (laughs) <laughs> but for next time, they do have these people out there called movers. Yeah, I mean, I the only thing with that is like we were trying to move as cheap as possible, so that was why we did it the way we did it. But, but I had movers that moved me to Tennessee outside of the cats, and that was oh no, you had movers was, then too. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> just cat movers. Their names were Tud yeah. and Obert. Previous movers, <laughs> cat movers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, movers from Connecticut to Tennessee was was pretty pretty clutch. So. Not not a bad. That's a good handle. Yeah, that's my that's my handle. Everybody go out there, just Google it. They're pretty cheap. They're not. Uh, yeah, I think people understand how to get movers. Well, I was gonna say, they're not they're not as expensive as you Google, may think. Google movers. Yeah, they Yelp. pick things up and put them down. You, you have to Yelp them nowadays, boys. Google dot com slash movers. What what movers did you use? Me? No, Ed. the the one who didn't use movers. Yes, you. Uh, it's a company called Green um, Movers and Storage. Would you recommend them? They were excellent. <laughs> so anybody in Connecticut, use green movers and storage. Yeah, there we go. I think making putting a little bit more specificity on the handle here. Nope. Nope. I like my I like my broadness. <laughs> <laughs> well you just movers. literally you, you literally said, you know, a noun and then defined the noun and said it's good. Exactly. Pizza. Pizza is good. It's cheese and bread. Sauce. <laughs> so who's who's going next? I already mentioned my handle earlier in the show, and it's because I forgot this is going to be my handle this week. But have you guys had ceviche? Uh, no, I have not. Now, when we talk about somebody naming nouns. Well, we've done then, recipes before. On the and podcast. then defining what I the did, noun is. I did squash once, and I, that was a big hit. People kept writing in about how much they loved the squash handle. Um, you guys can't see the inbox. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Every email. More squash. <laughs> Well, more squash. squash talk. Can you ceviche a squash? No, no, but there is. I had some sweet potato in a squash, which is not a. I mean, some sweet potato <laughs> in ceviche. No, ceviche is 
um, a dish with raw fish in it that's just marinated in lime juice. And the acidity from the lime juice is what kind of cooks the fish. And it's a very popular dish in Peru. Um, I would never have had it before I went to Peru. And now that I went there and tried it, it was a quite the, I don't want to say life-altering food choice, but next time I see ceviche on a menu, I'm going to order it and be like, this wasn't as good as the ceviche I had in Peru, but I'm going to still order it because <laughs> I, I enjoy I ceviche had that much. That. It is, it's very good. Yeah. Um, it's, it's keto-friendly. It is. The lime juice actually does cook the fish, so yeah. it's not raw. Yeah. I mean, I feel like no it's heat important. applied. Right. I feel like it's important to point that out is that it technically does cook the fish somehow. Well, that's kind of like saying that when you put cucumbers in pickle juice, you cook them into p- c- pickles. <laughs> like, maybe. <laughs> it cooks but, pickles. <laughs> it's it's it somehow – there's there's probably some type of science term about how it works. But it does – I mean, the fish is not like sushi. It's fish, cooked fish. Does that make sense? Kind of. I think it was pretty similar. To, it had that similar toughness that a um, raw sushi fish has. But perhaps I've only it. had it when it's been cooked as well. So no, I mean, I don't know. Try it out, folks. Find some ceviche. Make your own. I'm gonna put a. I'm gonna share a recipe that I found with uh, the listening audience. So are you gonna do this yourself at your house? Oh, I would like to. Yeah, I'd love to make myself some ceviche. Interesting. I'm curious to know how that works out. You'll have to report back. Will do. Yeah, I'll have, to, I'll have to search this out. I've never had it, so I'm, yeah. I'm not very cultured, so I'll have, to, I'll have to try it. Well, like I said, I had never had it before. I went. I had to go all the way to Peru to try it, so I want to save nice. our listeners the same fate of having to go across a continent to get it. Chris, do you like seafood? <laughs> yeah, I love seafood. Okay. Yeah, so that's why it sounded, sounded pretty good. All right, Chris, I think you have our final handle. Ooh, last handle. So, in true Drinking Alone with Friends fashion, I'm going to <laughs> put over another chokes. podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to put over another podcast. Uh, so I've recently been spending 13 hours a weekend in the car. So I need a lot of podcasts and books and stuff to fill my time. And I've been turned on to one called Wreck My Podcast. Have you guys heard this one before? No. I have not. Is that W-R-E-C-K? Yes, yes. Uh, so what they do, and it's a, it's a group of people generally. Uh, they'll take something from pop culture or nostalgia or something along those lines and they'll revisit it. So, and they'll do like deep dives and talks about it. So, for example, the ones that I've listened to, uh, they did a deep dive on the Pokemon games. Uh, they did one on The Office, on uh, WrestleMania 16, I believe, uh, was one of the ones that I, I listened to. And what they do is they'll go through and like, either talk about or pl- or you know play through or something along those lines or watch and then kind of talk about it and see how it holds up at like af- after time so and it's pretty fun jordan who's the the host he's on every episode at least i think he's on every episode i've listened to all of them yet but he he is really good at he'll have like quizzes ready or some kind of fun game or something and when listening, I I was listening to the Pokemon episode, and he was doing. It was uh, he would name the Pokemon, and then the other folks on the panel would have to guess like their typing. And I realized I know way too much about Pokemon. <laughs> because... <laughs> I think Pokemon comes up roughly sixty percent of all of our episodes. Yeah, yeah. we, we One could of the just be right a Pokemon. Now is wearing a Pokemon shirt. So. <laughs> that is true. We, we could just be a Pokemon podcast. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon fan pod. Uh, but, I mean, he does a great job. And, like, if not that I not that I think that I'm a good editor by any means. But, like, if you think this sounds good, you should listen to some of their stuff. Because he does a great job with, like, splicing in actual music and stuff. It's, like, it's really Or if fancy. you think this sounds bad, that theirs does sound good. <laughs> <laughs> just an FYI, people, you should listen to our podcast before you go listen to theirs. Oh, abs- no, absolutely. You should listen to ours twice at least. But Yeah, but never um, delete it so you re-download it to make this happen. <laughs> but it's a really fun podcast. And, uh, you know, I was talking to Jordan on Instagram and he said, you know, basically what you do is go through and whatever piques your interest, download and listen to that. Because they do have a lot of r- really random topics. 
but it's been it's a lot of fun. So check it out. Uh, it's they're generally about anywhere from like an hour to an hour and a half for some of the longer ones, but it's a lot of fun. Wreck my podcast. I thought with a name like that, it was going to be like a roasting podcast. Like they were going to be like you know. Drinking alone with friends, they listen to it and then they make fun of us. I, I was actually really curious to see how that works. <laughs> no, it's so their whole premise is basically just like, okay, I remember this fondly. If I rewatch it or if I play it now, is it the same or something along those lines? So right. it's they have like wreck my childhood or wreck my video games or something like that. So, right. uh, but it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, check them out. Uh, they're available anywhere you get podcasts. And they also have a video component, so I think they're also on YouTube. So pretty, pretty cool, pretty fun, awesome. And with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. I'd like to thank Breckenridge for their bourbon, and that was provided by Flaviar. I'd like to thank Levante Brewing out of Westchester, Pennsylvania, with their cloudy and cumbersome. I want to thank the country of Peru for <laughs> providing me with pisco, <laughs> which I failed to mention in the podcast is. Uh, brandy made from fermented grape skins. Oh, interesting. That's what Pisco yeah, that's, is. That's really interesting. Yeah. See, we had to loop the beginning of the episode all the way back around. Thanks, Peru. Full circle. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Untapped at DAWF Podcast. Uh, so speaking, Todd, speaking of Instagram, uh, Chris, why don't you tell us all the details about the contest we're running to see who's going to win the beer box from Montana? Yes, so we finally uh, hit 1,000 followers on Instagram. So Ober is going to put up a box of beer from Montana. Some good stuff, too. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so we're going to have to get some pictures up on the Insta once he gets it all all gathered. Oh, um, oh I was going to set them out fresh, but I can uh, gather a box. Oh, okay. Well, you know, people might like that, too, but I mean... They want to see what they're going to win. They want to gotcha. see it, you know? Okay. Well, I'll get wanna, a box the box together then. The proof is in the pudding, you know? That's fair. <laughs> uh, so we're going to be running a uh, an Instagram contest, and I think we're going to keep the same rules as last time. Uh, we'll have it up for uh, probably a week or two, and basically, if you listen to the show, if you follow us on Instagram, if you like the page, if you share, you're going to gain a certain amount of entries to this, and at the end of... At the end of however long it is, uh, I haven't I haven't really set terms to it yet. But at the end of that, I'll go through and I'll do random a random number generator, and whoever that is ends up winning. So our first giveaway was won by someone who had one entry. So that's all you need. All you need is one entry to to win this thing. So, but obviously, uh, the more people you share it with, the more entries you get, the better your odds of winning are going to be. Precisely, yes. Um, so. You know, tell your friends if they follow us on Instagram, great. If they don't, tell them to and be like, what are you doing? This is the funniest podcast. Chris is so cool. Sounds better than Todd, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> we all know that's false. <laughs> yeah. Get some Montana beers. And you get to listen to Chris. It's really cool. But uh, but that'll be a lot of fun. There'll be a lot of, de- a lot of details coming up on the Insta. So uh, pay attention to that. Uh, make sure you hashtag follow the email at dawfpodcast at gmail.com. We'd like to give a special shout out to James Vaklovic Designs for designing our logo and the logo for Marital Discord, which I believe is making its comeback. Um, Triumphant return. In yeah, I know. Just two weeks. Podcast. <laughs> just, yeah, maybe maybe, maybe not this upcoming month. Uh, maybe this upcoming Tuesday. Who knows? We'll find see. out. Only one way to find out. That's yeah. to subscribe. Yeah, that's the only way to find out. Subscribe. <laughs> and with that, my name's Todd. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Chris, I hope that you don't have... I hope Toad Mountain doesn't turn into Avalanche Mountain. Toad Avalanche. <laughs> well, you know, with uh, with some cats running around, uh, I'm actually looking at this box that's like precariously stacked on top of Toad Mountain. <laughs> I'm like, that's got to be too much. <laughs>